On today's episode of Locked On Canucks, a special Locked On crossover edition with Jay Foster of Locked On Blue Jackets, where we set up a must win for the Vancouver Canucks in Columbus. We talk about both winless teams and who will win tonight. It is Locked On Canucks, and it starts right now. Your Locked On Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Of course, I'm your host, Justin Pooney. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Process Sports. That's Process Sports with an underscore. Again, special edition of Locked On Crossover we have today. I was uh, had the pleasure of joining Jay Foster of Locked On Blue Jackets, uh, where we talked about tonight's matchup, a must-win matchup tonight. And without further ado, we're going to get straight into it because it's a decent interview we had. We talked about uh, the Canucks, the acquisitions, how they failed to live up to expectations, talked about Kent Johnson, Johnny Goudreau, got into all that fun stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And hopefully we enjoy a Canucks win. So enjoy this episode. So the Blue Jackets are 0-3 start the season. So are the Vancouver Canucks. So someone's got to win a game tonight, I guess. Uh, and I thought I would uh, bring my friend Justin Pooney of Lockdown Canucks on to uh, have a chat about his team. Uh, because I'm not going to lie, the Canucks are not a team that I pay a ton of attention to. Uh, the Blue Jackets don't play them a lot. So uh, I thought I would get Justin to come on and just have a bit of a chat about what the Canucks did this summer, if anything and uh how the season outlook is uh is looking so uh, how's it going justin that uh, could be better jay the canucks had had some higher expectations for the canucks this season uh and they have not gone up to those expected starts it's been tough uh the last couple of games especially because the canucks have been leading uh in every game they've had a multi-goal lead in every game and blown them and they're now 0-3 uh they lost last night in Washington after they were up going to the third period where I had zero faith uh, that they were actually going to hold on. I actually was, and I'm a very optimistic Canucks fan. My listeners will, and people will let you know that I'm a pretty optimistic guy uh, when it comes to the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, last night I thought, you know, they, maybe they'll learn their lesson, but in the back of my mind I had, I'm like, it's going to happen again. And it did. And this sets up a game tonight in Columbus where I would hate to throw around the word, the term must win. But this is a must-win game for the Vancouver Canucks. If they do not win tonight, oh boy. Uh, the fan base is already not happy. Uh, the players are already, like, you can tell there's there's pressure now on them. Uh, and if they don't win tonight in Columbus, it is going to get messy. And it's going to get ugly on Canucks Twitter. Uh, the fans and the media are going to get on them. Because as you, I'm sure you guys know, Canadian market, uh, it's a hot. It's hot. Like, the Canucks are the only news in the city of Vancouver uh, when they're playing. And this is not positive news right now, especially coming from an offseason where there's a lot of positives that did take place. Yeah, for sure. That's the, that's the nice thing about Columbus, I think, is that like, the city itself super passionate, but the outside media isn't super like, hey, let's pay attention to Columbus. So when they're not mm-hmm. playing well, it's it's not as bad as like a Canadian team. Um, but how was the, the offseason? You said that you had bigger expectations for this team yeah. than, than they've kind of delivered so far. Did they make any big moves? Like, what happened? Yeah, of course. So, um, I think with the offseason, we all know that uh, after this 
in the past season. They ended on a very high note under Bruce Boudreaux. Just missed out on the playoffs. They're on pace to get 100 points last year. Uh, but the biggest question was what were they going to do with center J- or center slash winger JT Miller, who had 99 points last year? Um, and how could the Canucks keep him? Were they going to trade him? What was going to happen? The whole summer, it was expected he was going to get traded. He was going to get dealt. And then right before, a couple weeks before training camp, bang, a new seven-year extension for JT Miller gets done. Um, he has not looked good, though. He's been on – he's been very bad. Well, not bad per se, but he just hasn't been what we've expected from last year, the last couple of years, actually, where he was the Canucks' best player. Um, the Canucks also re-signed Brock Besser. Um, then he got hurt in the preseason, didn't get a chance to play in, as much in the preseason, which is what he needed um, because this is a player who has never really had in the last couple of years a full summer and training camp to just get healthy and get in the flow of it when the season starts. Um, and the Canucks need him because, you know, he said he wants to score 30 goals this year. The Canucks need him to score 30 goals this year. Um, on top of that, they also landed Andre Kuzmenko, the prized Russian free agent who toured around all of North America, had about 20 different interviews with teams, and finally chose the Canucks. He didn't. The Canucks made their pitch. He liked it, and he chose Vancouver over 20 other teams in the NHL. And he's been very good so far. He's been as good as advertised, if not more. He's looked dominant. He looks like he fits right in. He's putting up points. He's not afraid to go to the dirty areas. I've been very impressed with Andre Kuzmenko. Uh, and also the other big acquisition the Canucks made was Ilya Makea from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, absolute speed demon. The guy can fly. Uh, was brought in to ensure the Canucks penalty kill improves on last year. Uh, right now, well, he also got injured in the preseason. Hasn't played uh, since September 25th. Expect him to be back in the lineup tonight, which could bode well for the Canucks and their putrid, putrid penalty kill. Um, so the Canucks made a decent amount of moves. Uh, I thought when you looked at this lineup, when it stacked up, when training camp started, that they were going to be um, a top team, not a top, a top three team potentially in the Pacific, for sure a wild card team in the Western Conference. Uh, but it hasn't gone off to what I thought it was, what it started as this season. But there still is 79 games left in the season. So uh, there's still a long way to go. I think with this team right now, after sleeping on it last night, kind of thinking about it today, uh, if these guys are able to just get that first win, and sometimes like anything in life, when you get the first something, you get some confidence, it just starts building upon it. So hopefully tonight, sorry, Blue Jackets fans, but for Canucks fans' sake, there's a victory tonight. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat here. Like, obviously, with both teams being 0-3, like, someone's going to come out of this with a winning record. You know, someone's going to get that first win of the season. Uh, And I think Blue Jackets fans need it just as much as Canucks fans. So it's going to be really interesting to see who the more desperate team is. Um, But you talked a little bit about being impressed by uh, Kuzmenko. Who else has impressed you? Um, Obviously, you've talked about JT Miller needing to be better, but is there anyone on the team that you have kind of been... Um, taken by surprise by, I guess. Who has impressed you that you weren't expecting to? Well, it's kind of hard to be impressed by anybody after they're 0-3. <laughs> but I think Elias Pettersson has shown flashes uh, of dominance uh, this season. I need to see it more consistently. Um, if he... We all know how skilled he is. The guy can be a top 15 player in the NHL. Just be, is, He's got the skill set to do it. But it's what's up here between the ears. Is does he want it enough? Um, and that's what makes this year so critical for the Vancouver Canucks. 
this team is only going to go as far as Elias Patterson, defenseman Quinn Hughes, and goaltender Thatcher Demko take them. Those three right there are the three, the three anchors, the three key pillars of this organization. And I need to see those three, especially Elias Pettersson, just take control of the game. He's been in the league and long enough now. He understands the NHL game. He's, he's, he's reaching his physical prime. He's probably in his physical prime right now. I want to see this player on certain nights. Tonight would be a great example. Just give me the puck. Get out of my way. I'm going to make something happen. That is simply all I need to see from Elias Patterson on a more consistent basis. And if he can do that and take his game to the next level, not only will the Canucks be fine, but as all Canucks fans know, he's got a new contract coming up potentially, and he's going to make himself a lot of money like that. So I've been impressed with him in spurts, but I need to see more of that from him. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned uh, Thatcher Demko, and as Lockdown Blue Jackets listeners will know, uh, this is a goalie-friendly show. We love to talk about goaltending, so let's talk about Thatcher Demko, because he's maybe one of my favorite goalies in the league. Um, I think he's phenomenal. How's he been so far this season, and uh, how do you feel about him Like a- as the future starter of this team? As or the future, uh, yeah. So Sorry, but as the future goes, I think Thatcher Demko, like you said, is a can be a, one of the best goalies in the NHL. A lot of people, uh, Cube, not a lot, but there was a, a decent amount of chatter uh, going into the season that Thatcher Demko could win, could get some Vezina nominations. That's how talented he is. That's how good he is. Um, the Canucks' defense isn't very good, so they rely on Thatcher Demko uh, to do a lot. Um, but it's always good when you have a goalie back there um, who can save your bacon. You know, I'm sure Blue Jackets fans know when they had Bobrovsky and stuff like that back in the day. When you have a goalie um, who can that you know every night on a night-to-night basis is back there that can make a stop when you need to stop be made, uh, that's critical. Um, so when I look at Thatcher Demko, he's not the issue. I think goaltending is fine. Um, it just this they're in a little rut right now, so it looks like his numbers are bad. But he's been getting peppered. He's been giving you know, odd man rushes and stuff like that. So. Uh, the way I see it, goaltending is fine. They just got to shore up the defense and get healthy on the back end. And you'll see Thatcher, De- Thatcher Demko, excuse me, numbers rise and get back to where they should be because he's an extremely talented goalie and he's one of the best American goalies on the planet Earth. And we all know uh, the Americans have a lot of good goalies, so that's saying a lot. Yeah, for sure. It feels like at their core, the Canucks are a very similar team to the Blue Jackets. Like, I'm listening to a lot of things you're saying, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's us. That's the Blue Jackets. Um, and I think we'll we'll probably talk a little bit about the Blue Jackets in the next section. Uh, we're going to flip the script a little bit. Justin's going to ask me some questions about Blue Jackets. But first, I've got to tell all of you wonderful people about Built Bar, because if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There is a brand new flavor, a delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate, Built done it again, and they've brought you cookie dough chunk puffs. Uh, and I cannot get enough of these. Uh, I could eat them every day for the rest of my life and be happy. And here's the best bit. They're only 160 calories. They've got 15 grams of protein in them. So not only are they delicious, they are good for you as well. So run to built.com right now. Grab a box for you, for the family. It'll be the perfect treat. Or you can do what I do because I am a gremlin person uh, and just find a really good hiding place and hoard them all to yourself. They are covered in 100% chocolate like all Built Bars, and they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, and it provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. So here's the best bit. 
go to built.com, use promo code locked on 15 and you can get 15% off your order. Once again, that's built.com, promo code locked on 15, L O C K E D O N 1 5, and uh, grab some cookie dough chunk puffs or any other incredible flavor. But if you want my opinion, you should get the cookie dough chunk puffs. So we are back with a uh, squadcast edition of Locked on Blue Jackets and Locked on Canucks. And uh, we've quizzed Justin all about his team. And now it's time for him to do the same thing to me. So uh, take it away, Justin. Yeah, I think, Jay, the biggest question I have, the first question, excuse me. Um, of course, Columbus made a very splashy uh, acquisition in the offseason. And if, in case you guys are not aware of Canadian geography, Vancouver is situated right next to Calgary. Calgary is about an hour flight away, so it's fairly close, right? Um, and I always say that Calgary, people from Calgary wish they're from Vancouver because, you know, it's the most beautiful city in the world, most beautiful city in North America, right? I'm sure Columbus is a very beautiful city, too. I've never been, uh, but I'm sure it's a lovely city, but I, not as good as Vancouver. Anyway, what was, the, what was it like when you guys heard that Johnny Goudreau Columbus because you know he could have gone anywhere in the NHL he wanted to go and he chose Columbus which was not necessarily which has never necessarily been a free agent destination no this free this this signing kind of I think changed this is a this is and I've been saying this all summer this is a franchise altering decision that he made because it wasn't necessarily that it was Johnny Gaudreau coming to Columbus and everything that he does on the ice, you know, he was 115 point player last season. I'm sure the Canucks faced him a bunch of times and he really made their lives miserable. Uh, The fact that he came out there and left money on the table to stay in Calgary, left money on the table to go to New Jersey, which is where he, his family is where he was born to go to Columbus, which is a team that's on the rise. You know, they're getting better. They've got a lot of good players. They're maybe a couple of years away from being in, you know, real playoff contention. But Johnny Gaudreau being like, hey, Columbus is a great city. Columbus is a great team. Like, they're really on the rise. I want to go there. Like, that, I think everyone around the league now is like, man, does he know something we don't about Columbus? Like, should we be paying more attention? Um, And so that was, I think, for me, obviously having him on the ice is a massive, massive boon. Like, he's a phenomenal player. He immediately makes this team better. But having him turn around and say, hey, I want to play in Columbus, I think that's done so much for the um, the perspective of people on this team. And, you know, other players are going to be like, well, if Johnny Gaudreau's there, maybe I want to go there as well. You know, you only need you only need one and then everything else starts rolling. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Columbus start to become one of those free agency destinations that are the people are always kind of like man i wonder if he's going to go to columbus it's a great organization it's a great city you know like you said i've been to vancouver vancouver is wonderful um personally i i love columbus i think columbus is a brilliant amazing city um and i think this is this is the beginning of something really cool and really special not only on the ice but off the ice nice i uh like I said, it, it definitely shocked me. Like you said, I thought he was going to go to either Philadelphia, New Jersey, something like that. And then when I heard Columbus, I was like, wow. Columbus. Yeah, so I was – so actually, I, I – yeah, Blue Jacket listeners know. Uh, Canucks listeners, if you can't tell by my accent, I uh, am from the United Kingdom. Uh, so it was midnight 
when that free agent signing actually happened. I'd spent all day waiting for something to happen. I'd made a flip comment earlier in the day about, man, the, the Blue Jackets are either going to do nothing or they're going to go out and get Johnny Gaudreau because that's kind of their style. Um, Yama Kekalainen has repeatedly said he doesn't like adding in free agency. He doesn't like adding via trades. He likes to develop through the draft. So I was like, man, we're going to get someone uh, we ended up signing Eric Branson, which is, it is what it is. Canucks like, fans know Eric Branson very well with his time in Vancouver. Yeah, um, which I don't, like, in, in a vacuum, I don't like the signing in context. Yeah, I think he was a big part of bringing Johnny Gaudreau to Columbus. So, you know, is that contract now worth it? Maybe. Um, but I'd spent all day waiting for them to do something. And then it was like midnight and I was like, man, I'm going to go to bed and then... I get a bunch of texts from from a bunch of people being like, hey, I really hope you're awake right now because we need you to record stuff for <laughs> Locked On. So that was, uh, yeah, I was I was extremely, extremely surprised. Like I'd heard the whisperings earlier in the day and just been like, yeah. it, like it, in the same way that they were in the running for like Taylor Hall a couple of years ago, I was kind of like, man, it would be neat, but it's not going to happen. And then obviously it did happen and it's... Uh, it's super exciting. I have watched him play in the preseason. I've watched him play, you know, three games so far. He's just, he's just so good is the thing. Every time he's got the puck, I'm like, man, he's going to do something cool in a minute. He's just yeah, one he's of those players. Very talented player. You said had a massive year last year in Calgary. And I guess Blue Jacket fans are waiting to see if he can do the same this season. Now, one guy I want to talk about, uh, he's actually from British Columbia, is Kent Johnson. What are the expectations around the Blue Jackets and among the Blue Jackets fans on this guy? Because I think this guy has a chance to be something really, really special. He's a former I think, fifth overall pick. Uh, what is the what is the buzz or the thought process or the what are the people talking about Ken Johnson? I think I think it's fair to say the expectations for Kent Johnson are sky high. Uh, obviously, like you said, drafted fifth overall. Um, he was a guy that I'd kind of vaguely paid attention to before the draft. Uh, I thought the Blue Jackets were going to go for a defenseman. They didn't. They picked Kent Johnson. Um, he then went on to uh, have just a truly bonkers year. Um, I believe led the University of Michigan in scoring for the season, uh, went to the World Juniors, uh, which was cancelled after two games or postponed, uh, went to the Olympics for Canada, back to the World Juniors in the summer and then uh, won the gold medal there. And he also played for Canada in the World Championships as well for the adult team. In between all of that, he almost won the Frozen Four. He made his NHL debut. Um, he's still looking for that first NHL goal, but I've got a good feeling about tonight. You know, he's a BC kid. It's his birthday today. Um, you know, I feel like the the vibes are there for, for him to, to have a really good game tonight. But I, I'm... I couldn't be happier with this pick. I think, was it a little bit of a reach at five? Yes. But watching this kid play, like, he's he's going to be something else. Like, you can see he's figuring it out. And I feel like when he does figure it out, it's just going to be, like, it's going to, he's going to explode. Um, I don't think he's the most talented player in that draft. Obviously, um, the Blue Jackets drafted Cole Sillinger in the same draft. He had his rookie season last season, had a phenomenal uh, rookie season, 31 points as an 18-year-old um, in this league on a not very good team. But Ken Johnson, for my money, I think is the most exciting player in last year's draft. He just, every time he has the puck, I'm like, he's going to do something cool. It's a very similar Johnny Gaudreau style game. Mm. Um, he's, a, he's a phenomenal playmaker. He can score goals if you need him to. Um, his skating's not quite there yet, but he makes up for that with just these incredible hands. Like his, his stick handling is maybe better than 80% of the team 
Um, they draft him as a center. He's playing wing at the minute, but he uh, he's a guy that we are just waiting for everything to click. And I think it's I think it's coming. Beautiful. Now after this break, why don't we dive into the game? Let's do it. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna take a quick break, and uh, then we'll make some fun fun predictions about tonight's game because I love to make bold predictions like someone's gonna have a hat trick or someone else is gonna get a Gordie Howe or there's gonna be a seven six final Let's score. So uh, we'll talk about that in a minute uh, on Locked On Blue Jackets and Locked On Canucks Squadcast Edition. Okay, so we talked a little bit about how this is a must-win game for the Canucks. Uh, how do you think this game is going to go? Because I feel like must-win doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be an amazing effort, if that makes sense. The Canucks played last night. Uh, they were only in Washington, so it's only a short uh, plane trip. But uh, how do you how do you think tonight's going to go? Uh, the Canucks need to put together an extraordinary effort if they want to win tonight. Um yeah, they're playing on a back-to-back, and Spencer Martin's going to get the get the call for the Canucks in that time. Probably not Thatcher Demko, I would assume, on a back-to-back. Um, but the Canucks have to win. I, I, I know you said it doesn't have to be a must-win, but the Canucks have to win this game. Um, just for the sake of just getting your season on track. They're, you know, I said last night on my episode after the game, just your season starts tonight in Columbus. Forget the last three games. Forget every the last week, the, the last six days of the season. Forget all of that. Your season starts tonight. 79-game season. It starts tonight in Columbus, Ohio. You have to win. Um, look, the Canucks are favorites to win tonight in, on certain betting lines. So uh, I think I might take the Canucks. I think I'm going to take the Canucks to win tonight. And I think I'm going to say 4-2 the final. Yeah. Hmm. I am undecided. Like I was talking, so I was talking to my my uh, partner before she left for work, and I was like, "Man, this game is either gonna be a seven six overtime nightmare or a one nothing regulation final." And I don't think it's gonna be anywhere in between. But I could not tell you. Like if I put if I had to put money on it, I'd probably put money on the Blue Jackets because you know okay. they're my guys. I have faith in That's them. Uh, I, like I don't that. have faith in them. And then who will? But I genuinely couldn't tell you. Like, if the Canucks came out and scored, like, eight goals tonight, I wouldn't be surprised. If the Blue Jackets came out and scored eight goals, I also wouldn't be surprised. Um, Having the backup, the Canucks, I think, probably bodes well for the Blue Jackets. Uh, they're going to be playing Muslikens, um, who missed the first two games of the season due to illness, uh, played in the third game against St. Louis, was not great. Um, But I like, I, I like it's, um, again, it's a very similar thing with Thatcher Demko. Elvis is a really great goalie. Um, you know, his rookie season, eight shutouts in five games. Uh, oh, sorry, five shutouts in eight games. There we go. Um, and he's kind of been let down by his defense at the minute, um, much in the same way that Thatcher Demko is. So, again, it really could go either way. But I'm expecting a big game out of Elvis. Um, usually after a bad game, he bounces back. He loves to play at home at Nationwide in front of the crowd. The crowd gets really into it. You know, they really lean into the whole Elvis thing. Um, he's got his name up in lights, things like that. Um, so I'm expecting a big game from Elvis. So I think the Canucks are going to have to, uh, they're going to have to bring their A game, which I think could be difficult on a back-to-back. The Blue Jackets uh, didn't play uh, last night or the night before, I believe. So they've had two days of rest. So I think it's probably going to be a really interesting first period to see whether the Canucks can keep the energy from last night or the Blue Jackets are going to take advantage of a tired team uh, in the first period. Okay, well, I think the only way we can find out who the real who's really right is just got to watch the game tonight and figure out 
who wins. But uh, I want to thank you, Jay, for having me on or having me on your show and doing this crossword because I had a wonderful time. Learned a lot about Columbus and uh, hopefully we can do this again when they come to Vancouver later on in the season. Yeah, for sure. So um, before we uh, wrap this up, uh, one final prediction. Who is going to open the scoring for the Canucks tonight? Let's go Bo Horvat, the captain. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a pretty good choice to me. Uh, I'm going to go with opening the scoring for the Blue Jackets. You know what? I'm going to go Johnny Gaudreau. He did it in the home opener, scored like a minute and 11 seconds into the game. Uh, I don't think it's going to be quite that quick again, but my money's on Johnny Gaudreau opening the scoring for the Blue Jackets. If people want to uh, maybe hear more of your perspective about this game, catch up with the Lockshot Canucks uh, game recap, where can people find you and your podcast? So just go to YouTube, type in Locked On Canucks. We are the part of the, I think we're, yeah, we are the first thing that pops up. We're also free and available wherever you get your podcast service. Also, uh, find me at Twitter at un, uh, Process Sports with an underscore at the end. That's Process Sports with underscore at the end. On Instagram and Twitter, uh, I'll be reposting all my stuff and I'll be live streaming during the game as I always do. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, hopefully it's a good game. I hope everyone has fun, um, but I hope that my guys have uh, just a little bit more fun than yours. But uh, yeah, thanks for. <laughs> hopefully, you guys enjoyed that episode. It was great talking with them. I had a blast. We're probably going to do it again uh, once the Blue Jackets come to Vancouver. Hopefully, the Canucks are in a better state. Uh, but like I said, guys, I want to thank you for making Lockdown Canucks your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast services. Also, make your second listen of the day, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Philip and Steele, the guys, they do a great job, get you covered on all things fantasy hockey. And on tomorrow's episode, we'll break down tonight's matchup and preview the road trip finale in Minnesota. Again, guys, take care. Stay safe.